Penn State tried to secretly flip a four-star wide receiver away from an SEC school. Didn't work out. Now Penn State's got to look at its other options. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, that is right. You are Locked On Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Also, your go-to podcast for happyvalleyinsider.com. My name is Zach Seiko. I'm your host of the show, and the everydayers, everydayers know him very well. It is Brian Smith over on the other side. Fan Nation publisher of All Hurricanes Plus, of course, is what you really know him for, the recruiting analyst for the Locked On Podcast Network. And Brian, quietly, this was supposed to be a bombshell of a news headline going into the weekend. Secretly, Penn State was setting up a visit with Jalen Horns, before star wide receiver. He was one of Penn State's primary wide receiver targets originally. Texas A&M comes in, able to get a commitment out of him, but the Lash Bash festivities going on seemed appealing. There was a visit set up, and Hornsby, it, it seemed like things were pointing in the direction that he was going to flip and become the fourth wide receiver in this recruiting class for Penn State. Visit's been canceled. I, I want to credit Richie Schneiderate, of course, over at Penn State Rivals, happyvalleyinsider.com, for, for releasing this story, for breaking this news. And he's going to remain with Texas A&M, Penn State, Seemed like they were going to have him flipped and then cancels, cancels the visit last second. That is recruiting right there. Uh, that <laughs> happens quite a bit where there's a lot of news like that that never even hits the wire. Uh, I have conversations mm-hmm. with people quite often about that stuff. But let's, let's backtrack for a second. It's unusual, A, that A&M gets a kid out of Jersey. That's just – Yeah. I mean, this, this would have been the second cycle in a row. They got a lineman from there last year. How, I don't know. Uh, I even talked to the kid and I still don't know, but at the same time, you got to give AM credit if they at least initially have backed him away from visiting Penn state. Let's be honest. Penn state may not be state U in New Jersey, but they're the most likely destination for kids in that state. Historic over Rutgers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Michigan, Ohio state, Notre Dame and Penn state have all destroyed that state and Rutgers has been run over for a century. That's, that's just been what it is. And Penn state's yeah. been the most likely. So will it continue? Probably. Penn State needs more receivers, at least one, and it depends on who it is. They would probably take two. This is one that will carry on to the fall, as they say, but at the same time, you never know. Uh, it's recruiting in 2023, though, brother. It's uh, never a dull moment, as they say. No, not really. And and Hornsby to Penn State makes a lot of sense. I want to remind people because uh, the everydayers probably remember this. We haven't talked about Hornsby quite a bit because he did commit verbally to Texas A&M. Uh, took some different visits, West Virginia. I think Maryland was in there. But Penn State ultimately made his top list, and that was somewhere he wanted to go. He's currently being coached by Bill Belton at, at Winslow Township. And guess who's uh, another coach of his? Christian Hackenberg. So two oh, is he? State, really? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So this the the whole the whole setup is kind of strange because I, I think that at, at first, uh, I mean, Hornsby's a really good player. I, I would I was very excited when I heard that this was going to be a possibility that, hey, there's something in the works. Penn State is, is, go, is at least setting it up to be a flip and to get uh, Hornsby as the fourth wide receiver. 
But then all of a sudden, Texas A&M, I mean, Texas A&M, and I want to get to Rico Scott again, because this was something that was brought up to me the other day. Uh, but before we get to Scott, the same kind of thing. I didn't think that Texas A&M would care that much about a prospect from New Jersey. Yes, he's a four-star, but come on. Uh, is the juice worth the squeeze here to make sure that you retain somebody all the way on the East Coast where Penn State is always, you know, hey, they're, they're there. They're ready to go. They're trying to, to flip that player. I mean, all's fair in love, war, and recruiting <laughs> in this That's case. Well said. Um, well said. But I, I really didn't think that Texas A&M would, would at least give it the time of day if it was going to be that much of a push to keep someone this far away. I'm a little surprised by that. Now, he is really good. He's Maybe good. He fits He's a good. specific need for their wide receiver group. I mean, we can break down all the slot, boundary outs, all that stuff. But based on – I go to more seven-on-seven seven events than I want to count. The best state in the country for producing talent at receiver right now is Texas. Okay. What in the world – would you need to leave your greater footprint? I mean, maybe an Oklahoma kid, maybe a Louisiana kid. They got players, maybe an Arkansas, New Jersey. That's really random. So maybe it's yeah. just, they think Hornsby's that good. And I'll just give the kid credit. I'll go, I'll go that route, be the easy way. But you're right. It is interesting because they, they got Evan Stewart a couple cycles ago. He was arguably the best receiver in the country. Guess where he's from? Dallas. Shocker? No. He went to A&M. He's, he stayed local. It's not that hard to recruit receivers in the state of Texas if you're the Aggies. So it's bizarre. So kind of a similar setup here. Now I want to pivot to Rico Scott because this is somebody that is, okay, so Hornsby's New Jersey, but affiliated with Penn State with Bill Belton and Christian Hackenberg being his coaches, right, uh, at, at the high school. Rico Scott, Bishop McDevitt, fresh off a state championship game. Uh, Rico Scott, very involved in that offense. Uh, other Division One prospects around him as well. They're they're a football factory. Alabama gets in, involved in his commitment, and he's committed to the Crimson Tide. But the latest impression is now this isn't the case for Texas A&M, which was surprising. But for Alabama, they said if other schools are going to push, and basically they're not going to fight back, is the impression that people are getting. So I'm glad that you brought up that Hornsby's uh, recruitment is going to go just in general because schools aren't going to give up. Penn State's not going to give up. They're going to go into the fall with this. But in the case of Rico Scott, it seems like Alabama's not going to push if push comes to shove, which, okay, uh, maybe you don't necessarily get Hornsby, but I like Rico Scott a lot more to Penn State just in general. I don't like it as a prediction, but I like it as a possibility. No disrespect to Hornsby, but I've seen Rico Scott play in person. That probably is where my bias is. <laughs> um, and he's, he, he's a gamer. Maybe the following has something to do with that. In the class of 25, Ryan Williams is committed at the Tide, and so is Jamie French, arguably the two best receivers in the country. They're both – Williams might be the best player in the 25 class. He's that good. He was state player of the year in Alabama as a sophomore. That has never happened before. <laughs> so Bo Jackson didn't do that, if it puts it in perspective. Um, and then Jamie French just committed. He's a kid from Jacksonville that I've known about since he was 14. I'd have taken him when he was 14. So they're probably going to be pretty picky at receiver now because those guys aren't going to sit long. That's the only thing I can figure because like you, no. Rico's a dude. Why yeah. they would not – I mean, Alabama fears nobody in recruiting, obviously. No. And they recruit nationally, and they have for a long time. I mean, their quarterback commitment right now is from California. That's a different deal. Like when I was Jul a kid, Julian Alabama – Julian saying, yeah. Yeah, they, they recruited right here. Just within 150 miles, I got half their class. 
it's not hard to recruit there. They've changed their their style, if you will. And Rico's a kid they targeted early. So it is interesting that if they're not putting up the fence around him, why it would be. But only guess I can have is the two kids they got in 25. Yeah, that might be it. That's just kind of the impression that we're getting. The other uh, all people that are well, you know, connected with the recruiting, right? Definitely yourself in Florida, but just in general, when it comes to some of these other Penn State prospects, Penn State targets, uh, the feeling is that Alabama is not going to be Texas A&M is Alabama doesn't look like they're going to. And maybe that is a small of enough window for Penn hmm. State to go there. And it only takes one player, man, to change your class. Penn State needs receivers. So uh, yeah. that's a big one. That's a really big one. So they they have three right now committed, of course, Josiah Brown, Peter Gonzalez and Tizier Denmark, uh, all very talented. But just with the the lack of other recruits that they've gotten in the past, they need to bulk up the 2024. And I think this is going to be the case for 2025 as well. They're probably going to go after three or four players because in past it, just in 2022, one wide receiver in Carmelo Taylor, a good one, a speedy guy, but only one wide receiver. And they have made it apparent they don't want to use the transfer portal frequently. They will if they have to. They don't want to. That doesn't want to be their first option. So let's, before we get, I I wanted to talk about Jalen Harvey. I wanted to lead off the show with this, but because of the news with Jalen Hornsby uh, and the possibility (laughs) of Rico Scott's recruitment getting interesting, we had to lead off with that. So Harvey's going to be in a second the, the last one that I want to talk about, maybe there are other couple names that you could throw out there. Uh, getting ready to commit, and one of them is Alex Taylor. That's just a, in a couple of days. Carolina kid, it seems like it's going to be North Carolina or South Carolina. Not entirely sure, but this was someone that Penn State uh, did land inside his top list of schools. Sure. Uh, and is this somebody, maybe Hornsby? I, I don't know. It, sometimes it can get too crowded, and maybe Hornsby kind of said, okay, well, I, I like Penn State. But if you're going to get someone like Alex Taylor, maybe a Rico Scott involved, I don't know. Maybe that's too much. Uh, do you think Alex Taylor, any any chance when he's a Carolina kid to come up to Penn State with North Carolina and South Carolina really doing a good job of his recruiting? There's always a chance. That's one of the areas that even Paterno back in the day, if they recruited outside the Northeast footprint, South Carolina, North Carolina is where he went. And it's for some reason that area is always – had an affinity for Penn State. It's just nothing new. I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up signing with Penn State, but all signs right now trend him towards going to Chapel Hill and playing for the Tar Heels. We're in July, though. We're in July. And I know that Penn State staff, and I've said this on the show before, does a really good job of being consistent with the recruits they go after. Do I really think they're going to change that with Alex or anybody else for that matter? No. So unless Rico flips like suddenly, and you never know, or somebody mm-hmm. else does, I would imagine Alex is on board if, if they can get him to be, and they would probably take both. Like you said, they need numbers yeah. at receiver. So I'm sure they would be all in on that. Yeah. But uh, right now I, I'm here in Carolina. And then the last one, this is somebody you're familiar with, Florida area, Hardly Gilmore, somebody who reclassified and the everydayers know this name as of late because he's been brought up frequently on shows because Penn State lands in his top three. Kentucky seems to ultimately be the destination. Central Florida's involved as well. UCF, Gus Malzahn. Okay, this is a good recruiting battle. This is an exciting one. But all the indications, all the reports, crystal balls, future casts, whatever you want to say, they point to him going to Kentucky. Uh, does Penn State have an outside shot here? Or is it, it it's pretty much all said and done with Kentucky getting Gilmore? 
I was just messaging with him before the show. Two things. Okay. Number one, he's from South Florida. There's no such thing as a commitment, period. I don't care what school they're committed to. I tell it to their faces all the time. South Florida kids are different than anywhere else on the planet. They have no loyalty to commitment. They don't. Okay. Again, Penn State is going to continue to recruit him, like Chance Robinson, et cetera. They're yeah. going to continue. Yeah. So that leaves the door open in many different ways. Um, well, he commit to Kentucky on August 25th. That's the date he just gave me. And I think it's what he'd released already mm -hmm. probably, but I will bet you money that this young man takes at least one, if not two more visits, a couple of reasons. Number one, he hasn't taken many and two, he reclassified. So he hasn't been through the full gamut of visits like other kids. have. Yeah. It's, just, it's just math. I think he's looking to secure his spot, which honestly for him is smart. Kentucky yeah. also is a place you could play pretty early. It's not exactly wide receiver you. So I'm, I'm being kind. They're, they're just not. Uh, yeah. Good for them that they got Devin Leary this year. Maybe they can change that a little bit. He's, he's a heck of a player, a quarterback. But, you know, it's going to be easier for him to play there. And the other thing, this is a kid that is so coveted because he is an elite playmaker. Even as a sophomore down here, he was mm -hmm. a guy that everybody knew about. That's hard to do in South Florida because yeah. they, they're one thing that's – not a problem any year in South Florida is track speed, but he's one of those guys at the top of the top. So he, he's going to make an impact somewhere. It could still be Penn state. It'll be interesting wide receiver with Marcus Haggins and the full by receivers coach coming over from Virginia. Now, now it's more exciting. You, you get it. It was, it seemed like wide receiver just as of late, the, the talent was good. Parker Washington, Jahan dots and the present talent, but it looked like the future was a little bleak. Um, and that's ultimately why you can see the Penn State made a change. Jalen Harvey, I wanted to lead off the show with his commitment and to bring you back on. You're very familiar with the prospect, but we had to start with the Hornsby News, Rico Scott and everything just because it's so interesting. So Jalen uh, so Harvey, we're going to talk about you in just a moment. I want to thank our sponsor of today's episode, and that is LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs, uh, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you wanna be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. All you gotta do, add your job and then the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions, Make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can prioritize, prioritize who you'd like to hire and interview. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That is LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And Locked On Nittany Lines is your go-to podcast for happyvalleyinsider.com. Can't emphasize it enough. Insider, that's where the Jalen Hornsby, Hornsby news came from. We were projecting Liam Andrews, T.A. Cunningham for a long time, and that was courtesy of Penn State Rivals. So check them out if you haven't already. Brian, you do incredible work with all the recruiting analysis and the reporting that you do. Where can people keep up with you? At FBScout underscore Florida on Twitter. Same thing on the YouTube Anywhere in, in there, you're going to find plenty of stuff right now. YouTube's got everybody thinks they know what they're doing, but <laughs> I, I have a little bit more insight. I'm getting ready right after this podcast to head over to another media day. Uh, we're, we're on the, we're on the cusp 
of football season, my friend. It's almost August, so going to be a lot of stuff coming out. A lengthy first segment, but it was it was due. And Jalen Harvey uh, deserves the same respect in the manner that Penn State fans are just sit- sitting patiently waiting for this news <laughs> to right. break. Uh, he's had future casts, crystal balls in for over a year now, projecting into Penn State. He's visited so many times. He says that he loves the place. He loves the Nittany Lions, Coach Franklin, and the staff. But USC, Florida, get involved. Maryland really wants to go. Since he is a Maryland prospect, Maryland going in all in on trying to get him to be a Maryland Terrapin. And it's just that he was supposed to commit in July. That's not going to happen. And then if you look at his social media, the latest, the latest indication is that it'll be over the course of the next few weeks. So the question is, Brian, how soon is he going to actually commit? <laughs> Timelines and recruiting are like putting a gun to your head and expecting something good to happen. Uh, these kids just... I, I won't ever touch those. I, I don't like predictions in general with them. Mm. This kid, for whatever reason, has put it off. I don't know him personally, yeah. but he's been to Penn State so many times, and I'm sure he's familiar with Maryland. I mean, that's pretty yeah. self-explanatory. Backyard, yep. What is he waiting on? I honestly have no idea. Like, it's bizarre because he's a kid that a couple of my colleagues and I have discussed. Like, he... His film is legit. You don't have to watch very much. Yep, very good defensive end. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. Uh, Ohio State, Penn State, Maryland, whatever. He's had offers from schools all over. I would like to know myself just as a recruiting fan. Like, what is he waiting on? Not a clue. Yeah. And it it only changed up when USC, Florida, and Maryland changed its pitch. That's the understanding. But it was always Penn State. And it still is. You look at any of them, starting with rivals, the future cast has never changed. Nobody has wavered on their prediction. And then it looks like 24-7 even doubled down. He has a top five. And they still say, hey, Penn State's the team to beat. Penn State's the school to beat. So it, I, I'm hoping before football season at like kickoff for high school football in late August that he does make a commitment to the Nittany Lions because then that would couple well with what with what Dion Barnes has done. I, I mean, defensive tackle first, but to land someone with the potential of Malachi Williams and then to add Jalen Harvey on top of that. I mean, you have a stacked defensive line class overall, not just on the interior, but if you're able to round it out with Jalen Harvey and then maybe somebody else that we're going to bring up. So Jalen Harvey, that's who Penn State's primary target is, but never say never on getting another guy like a Brian Robinson, if you will. Now, Michigan, Kentucky, once again, uh, seem to be leading in this race for him. But do you like the idea that Penn State would be able to get both? Should they just say, well, let's settle for Harvey? Not settle necessarily, but at least Penn State fans and their hopes is it just Jalen Harvey, or do they have a chance for guys like Brian Robinson and Nigel Smith out of Texas? You have to find out in the fall. Uh, like, Nigel is a kid that's been rumored to Oklahoma for kind of like Jalen to Penn State forever. Okay. At what point is he just not going to Oklahoma? Because, like, where he's from, that area, it's, you know, Oklahoma's very pretty. He's in the Dallas area. It's bizarre. The kid from Ohio, Brian Robinson – He's from an area the kids always go to Ohio State and Michigan. Why hasn't he committed to Michigan yet? These are kind of weird things. I don't think he, Ohio State's after him. I could be wrong, but I don't think he's like a priority for them. So it, it's kind of interesting. Why is he waiting? Like, I know he's been mm-hmm. to Michigan, et cetera, and I'm sure he's been to Penn State several times. Yeah. What are you waiting on? And there's no reason that Penn State couldn't end up with both, but right now it's kind of like, 
there's something missing in the equation and I'm not quite sure what it is. So that leads to the following who gets him on campus or both of them on campus in the fall, watch what they do, not what they say in recruiting. When these kids drag this stuff out, September and October, say 15th or so, if they haven't taken any visits anywhere, then we just wait till signing day. There are kids that do that too, but most of them are going to take unofficial visits. Let's see where they go. The last one is, and and I should have probably grouped him because he is also a Maryland prospect. He's from the Towson area, and that is Ernest Willer Jr. Uh, This is somebody that Penn State's firmly in his top three. Maryland, of course, being the local area school, is going to be a favorite. Uh, Ohio State as well. So basically, I, I look at this once again. Uh, I would compare it to the Chase Young recruitment. Chase Young, second overall pick by the Washington Commanders, uh, somebody that I went to high school with, believe it or not, for a couple of years. Um, and Chase Young ultimately chose the Buckeyes. Is this another case here where Ernest Willer is going to choose Columbus over Happy Valley? He could. Uh, when I interviewed him about a year ago, it was Ohio State and Notre Dame at that time. His okay. list has changed a bunch. Uh, and now he's getting ready to go to his fourth different high school. He's a kid that changes his mind a lot. So I don't know. Penn State has always been involved as well. So those are the two safest picks. But again, you were smart to mention Maryland. It's right down the road, brother. Mm-hmm. So that's always the easy fallback choice. I'm not picking on the Terrapins here, but they usually lose these battles. And they finally started winning a few more in the last decade. Yeah. But uh, I would still bet on the Nittany Lions or the Buckeyes in the end. Yeah, six foot four, two hundred fifty pounds. This is someone we we've mentioned seldomly, just because his recruitment hasn't been as interesting for the Penn State Nittany Lions. But someone did bring him up in the comments section, so I want to give a, a shout out to again. Could end up there. We we read your comments, so we we take that into consideration, and it helps us bring better conversations to you. So Ernest Willer. Uh, it looks like Ohio State at least leads, but this is a four-star consensus defensive end and somebody that maybe Penn State, again, if the likes of Jalen Harvey do not trend towards Penn State, if Brian Robinson, if Nigel Smith, those outside chances, they, they continue, continue to dim, then you see if you can focus your attention on someone like Ernest Willer. So wide receiver, again, a lot of these shows are, are – <laughs> They're, they're getting jumbled together, but not so much because everything is so fluid with the, the likes of defensive end, wide receiver, and, and how Penn State has made that a priority this recruiting cycle. And they've done well, but the job isn't finished. And speaking of the job not being finished, recruiting never takes a break. The class of 2025, 2026, and beyond, Lash Bash Barbecue is this weekend. Brian, as we go into this final segment here, Penn State is getting ready to host uh, as the dead period opens up for a portion of time. The door is slightly open, then it slams shut again, uh, and training camp begins. But this is kind of that conclusion to uh, a summer break, if you will, Penn State holding the Lash Bash Barbecue over the course of uh, Friday, July 28th, and Saturday, July 29th. It's a camp. There are a lot of class of 2024 commits, verbal commits that are going to be present. There's a lot of interesting, intriguing prospects from the class of 2025, 2026. Uh, this, this, I'm going to be at the event. There is going to be a lot of talent here. So the 2024 class, I, I don't want to say it's settled, but we don't need to analyze Quentin Martin, Corey Smith, uh, those sure. uh, Ethan Grunkmeyer, right? Luke Reynolds, because they're committed. They're going to be in the fold, and we're confident that they're going to sign on, on National Signing Day. 
but 2025, 2026, you can never start talking about the future too early. Penn State already has a few commits in the class of 2025. There's a long list of prospects, Brian, uh, from anybody from 25, 26. Who intrigues you the most uh, attending uh, in Happy Valley this weekend? Uh, Jalen Matthews is a tremendous player. Yep, um, top I tackle. Like, yep. Yeah, he's, he's really good. Probably strange, though, the defensive lineman. I'm, I'm a D-line guy. If okay. you look at the college football playoffs and since it started, the teams that win put first-round picks into the NFL at D-line. So you need to load up with as many of those guys as you can, recruit them hard, get them there, train them, and put them, put them up into the league. Charlandon Strange, he's a kid that's in Penn State's backyard. If yeah. you're going to beat Ohio State and beat Georgia, this is the kind of kid you got to get. I'm not saying you can't take Matthews along for the ride too, but D-line is a place – that they have to get a little bit better. Penn State's pretty good there now, but to take that next step, it's just about bringing dude after dude after dude off the bench. And they get their shot as a junior, and then they turn pro. That's yeah. where you got to get to. This is the kind of kid they have to get. Yeah, and, and Jalen Matthews is already, every day is known, Penn State fans know him, because he is already verbally committed in the class of 2025, right. but his recruitment still remains open. He's taken visits to Georgia. He's taken visits to other SEC schools. But it's it. I'm glad that he always comes back to Penn State. So he's doing his due diligence. But at the end of the day, okay, so Georgia, Alabama, Florida, whoever. But Penn State seems to always be the first visit on his list and the last visit as well. So Penn State fans should be able to take some uh, some comfort, some solace in that. Uh, one of the prospects who's coming up from the state of Florida, and everybody loves quarterbacks, Bakeem Kritza. Is a is a 25 a 2025 target a quarterback that is listed as a four star? I think all the potential in the world. I think he's listed at six foot four. This is some again Penn State going outside of the Mid Atlantic. They're going away from the Northeast and down to the Southeast. And so Kritza is an interesting target just because there there are a lot of other good quarterbacks in this class of 2025. It's interesting, but they've made. Florida, their home away from home. And I live down here and I, I told some people that they're recruiting the state as well as anybody that resides in the state. And I get some kind of strange looks. I'm like, look, I just report what the young men tell me. Almost all of them <laughs> out of the top kids, at least have Penn State in their top 10 and many of them in their top five. And they go visit. If you take a visit to any school, they're in consideration. Yeah. So it is what it is. I, I don't know how all of a sudden it's happened, but you got to give the entire staff credit. And Chris is one of those guys are after he's teammates with Cunningham. They were teammates also in California. He came down with Cunningham to Miami central. Yeah. So there you go. There's the connection. Um, whether or not it's a serious visit or whatever, I have no idea. I haven't, I haven't asked right. Cunningham about it, but he's a big strong arm kid with a lot of talent. He's got two years of high school left. We'll see where it goes, but the more times Penn State gets him on campus, the better chance they have. Yeah, and there's a lot of other schools that are involved in his commitment. You look at the list, oh. Colorado, Miami. So it's not going in, it's going to Miami Central, of course. So sure. uh, it, this is going to be a heated battle if Penn State wants to continue to push because I know that uh, 2025 does get very interesting with the other some of the other quarterbacks that are available, but Penn State likes to go at the ground level. And if there's someone that other schools are overlooking at the time, why not focus your attention on someone like Kritza, who might be another 
diamond in the rough, if you will. So I'm glad. I hope the intangibles uh, show up at camp this weekend when I get to see it in person. And Brian, I know that you're very busy. You're getting ready to go to some more scouting camps and do a lot of work. So I appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much for, for the analysis. And as things change, right, the Hornsby situation kind of came and went in a spiral. Uh, some more of that stuff's going to happen over the course of August. Recruiting, even though there's going to be another dead period and training camps are going to start, recruiting is never really going to slow down truly. So can't wait to have you back on. Thank you very much. Take care, buddy.